this is Rob Coburn, and we are excited that you're joining with us today. If you're a part of the Summit Dover family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at the Summit Dover on all social media outlets and on our website, thesummitdover.com. We can get you plugged into our app or our YouTube channel, as well as giving options and opportunities to connect with the Summit Dover family all around the world. I hope this word today encourages you and inspires you. Let's jump into the message. Hallelujah, I got some uh, good stuff today. So we're gonna get dived right in from what I was going through in 2020. And when she brought out the, um, am I ringing pretty bad here? Yeah. Um, the persecution, the persecution. Um, I started realizing that that fourth man she had, I forgot to have Kirsten find it, or he was all hung over and dragging. That's how my 2020 uh, kind of hit, and I, I couldn't get myself to get back up. And areas that I thought that I had, you know, you go, I got this. And you know, when you get a little too confident in yourself, God can show you that that spot's a little bit spongy. So I had a few spongy spots. So I've been really, really, and all his goodness, and I was angry. Oh my gosh, I was so angry last year. And I realized I was fighting people. I was um, going flesh and blood. And he tells us not to do the flesh and blood, but it's the other things. And the world doesn't have Jesus like we do. And so that darkness was there and I was fighting the people in the darkness, not the darkness. So this is a fun thing. I hope that it'll make persecution seem a little bit and we'll be able to stand up. And this is a stand because we need to learn to simply trust and never doubt. I heard a wonderful quote this week. And I'm gonna read it to you because it really, God took me really far out in this message and to get, when I heard this quote, it, to me it was, he pulled me right back in, and I like that. So here's a quote from a man named Rick Renner. He's based in the United States, but right now he's over in Russia. And he said, God has called, chosen, and anointed us to live for Jesus in these times. So we must lay hold of God's promises and rise up in this hour to let our lights shine. So if you're taking notes and you name your messages, this one is called This Little Light of Mine. So um, go with me to Matthew 5.14. I don't know if when you were little, you sang maybe in vacation Bible school or in your Sunday school class, This Little Light of Mine, I'm going to let it shine. So I was looking up... Um, I wanted to hear it again, but I didn't want the little kids' versions. They're okay. So I got online on YouTube and I typed in this little light of mine. I found some like mass choir people who sing it, but the three people that I found who sing this song were worldly people. Alan Jackson, he might be, he's a country singer. Uh, the Oak Ridge Boys, that deep bass guy, he was singing that song. And Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> the boss. Now he let us down in 2020, you know, I get that. But his was the best, his was so cool. Because he says, this little light of mine, and he used Jesus, so I figure he's got something going on in there, I don't know. Um, this little light of mine, and I'm going to let it shine. And then he'd say every day, and his band would, every day, every day, every day. So, I'm not promoting worldly music in any way, but if you want to hear this, that I got done, and I actually played it for myself yesterday, I'm like, this little light of mine, and I'm not going to put it under my bushel, no. Bruce, just type in Bruce, this little light. And so... While I was doing that, I thought, he's got some Jesus in there. So let's pray for him, too, because he was singing this song. And so I started thinking, another person that I pray for, Ozzy Osbourne. 
You know, God wants every person saved. He wants our lights to shine into their life. So when these people come up, even though they were worldly, I'm praying for them because they're singing this little light of mine. So it's got to be going on. So you should do that. You should go on. Type in Bruce, this little light. But if it's going to cause you to get back into worldly music, don't do it. There's my, what do they have, that little line at the bottom, you know. But you really should. It's, it's good every day. So every day. So how do we get this little light to shine? I liked when Pastor Phyllis was talking about Sister Amy. That woman, from the time she came into Jesus until her passing, she was persecuted. Yet, here we are today, right? And Pastor Phyllis brought out that even though that stuff was happening to her, she just... It kept going. She, people were drawn to her light. So we're going to read Matthew 5, 14. Um, even if you're here today and you think, I don't have much of light. I'm just me. I never go anywhere. That's pretty much was my life for a little bit ago. I work from home. I am home. Brett does the grocery shopping. But I'm home, you know. So who do I have? Even if it's praying. But Jesus kind of trumps your, I may not be able to reach the world. Because he tells us, Matthew 5, 14, I love this. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that you may see, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, these good works are not to get saved. You can't do good works to get saved. You have to do what Romans 10, 9 tells you. Call on the name of the Lord. Um, they are... You see somebody who's hungry and you give them a loaf of bread. Or you're just out and you smile at somebody in the grocery store who might be feeling bad. Then somebody, I want what they have. What do they have? So as we get our light, Jesus tells you, you are the light of the world. We were in a service one time and I really, really like this. It's the room, he got, the room got really dark and it was kind of a big auditorium and a flashlight came on over there. And it, we were drawn to that light. Now, that darkness could not overtake that light. The darkness could not make that light go out. But that light got brighter and got brighter. It could overtake the darkness, right? So I like that, that our light, as we are shining, go with me to Isaiah. No, I want you to go with me to John 1 first. Let's do that. We're going to get some scriptures here first, and then we'll do a little more because I want to establish this. So John 1... One. Okay. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him, this is the part that I really want, so turn those, those clickers up a little bit. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it, which mindset it should be overcome it. The light did not overcome it. They thought they had, when they put him in the grave, right? Whenever they buried him and rolled that stone, they thought the light was out. Hallelujah, it wasn't because he raised. So when he raised from the dead, and you ask, accept him as your savior, he's in here. Now you are light to the world. Now go with me to Isaiah 60. Get another one going on here. This is one of my, this is my here I am now scripture. 60 verse 1. 
Arise, shine, for your light has come. Jesus, hallelujah. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. He is risen upon you, his light. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. There's also, if you're sitting outside um, with your friends, you have a supper, you're sitting outside, and you're talking, and you're not really paying attention, and all of a sudden you see something flash, and you realize it's gotten dark, and you realize that's a lightning bug. That's a light, and your eye is drawn to the light. I think this is sort of like we're creeping up on this, a deep darkness is gonna cover the earth. We've been going, and we've been going, but all of a sudden, it's starting to get a little dark out there, right? But Jesus told you, you are a light to the world. Now, I had we flip your outside light on, you know, and it's shining bright. You go to bed, you turn off. You go out the next day, and there are bugs all over your light. So not to be crude, but in this day, we might get a lot of bugs drawn to our light, right? And that's okay. They need to come to that light. We need to be that light for whatever happens to come our way, to come our way, because deep darkness is starting to cover the earth. But the people are gonna be drawn to that light. Even if you are the only light shining, they need to see that. Hallelujah. So when she was talking about Sister Amy and this light, I thought, what in her? She had the light. She knew who her God was. But what in her helped her? And what in us can help us? Because like I say, 2020 hit. Now we have a young, wonderful young man in our personal family that I see him as him. God tells us he sees us as, and he, we talked about this, so he knows I'm gonna talk about this. I don't want anybody to think I'm like picking on the darling over there. Um, God no longer sees us as this. You know, he doesn't see me as my splotchy skin, my gray hair. He doesn't see, or the little here coming, you know. He doesn't see that in us, right? He sees us, are you born again or are you not born again? That's what he sees. Are you written in the Lamb's Book of Life? So 2020 brought in a moment where my light got put under that bushel more than my light should have got put under that bushel. Whether we believe we were persecuted or not in 2020, we were. I think every human being on the planet in some way was persecuted. They took everybody. You could have red hair. You could have, they tried to separate us. They tried to make um, our race higher than Jesus Christ because he said he doesn't see people by the flesh. They're trying to make us see everybody by their flesh. They're trying to see if you don't have spots on your skin, then you know, you're nothing. That's not true because he only sees us here and if we're in Christ, we be, should be seeing each other. But that's the problem. Deep darkness is covering the earth, right? So, also the church. Now, I want you to know there is, I'm not bringing any condemnation. I'm just sharing. Um, the Bible doesn't say that in 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes were healed except for COVID. God didn't know about that one. Oh my gosh, we're going to have to do something about this. They're trying to bring, that to me is our persecution as a church. Because Brett and I both had it. Um, our whole family basically did. They're trying to make it that it is higher it is higher. And if you don't bow down to it, like Daniel did not bow down and he was persecuted for it, if you don't bow down to the fear they're trying to bring in, then you're a hater. So they're trying to make us put a disease that Jesus Christ came for higher 
than Jesus Christ. And so because we're just trying to walk out what we believe, they, they're trying to stop that. And Satan's trying to stop that. It's not people. And so because people are in darkness and people are in fear and they live in that, they need to see their light. And some of us, me, at first, your bushel could have been over that because your fear will stop that. So again, I want to go back. How do, how do we rise up? What do we do in our lives that can make that light constantly, constantly shine. So I want you to go with me to Romans 8 and verse 37. And these are all New King James. I should have told Kirsten that. So I'm going to start in 37 because, and you can read above that. I'm not trying to take anything out of context. Above that, I believe it talks about they were being persecuted. So in 38, 37 says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Here's the key I believe Sister Amy had, and we're going to look at another one here. And this is, I believe, going to be our key, right? This is going to sound kind of morbid, because if you aren't afraid to die, even though you're promised long life, even though you're promised eternity, if something would happen, even though if you're not afraid of death, because he's given us everlasting life, here you go. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And when you have that, I am persuaded. There is nothing, no persecution you can go through. They can't take him away from you. You can turn and walk away from him, but as long as you are looking at him, even if you feel like you're going backwards, you keep looking at him, and there is nothing. So I looked up the word persuaded, I got it on a paper here, means, this is just from the Merriam-Webster, I didn't, my husband is wonderful at going into the deep dive. So Merriam-Webster is as far as I go. <laughs> so persuaded means to, to be convinced, to be assured, to be made certain, and to be reassured. So in these times, for I am convinced, I am assured, I am most certain, and I am reassured that there is nothing separating me from the love of God ever. So this height thing, I can get it. We went to last weekend was canal days. And so our five-year-old little grandbaby, grandbaby time. <laughs> so he wanted to go on the Ferris wheel down there. And Danielle, our daughter's pregnant. And so she couldn't go. Our son-in-law is a Dover policeman and he was working it. So he couldn't get on with him. So he calls me Nani. Well, he was just sure Nani would come and go on a ride with him. Well, we couldn't that night. So the next night, of course, go in. Now, if you know me and you ask my husband, two rungs up on a ladder and I'm ready to pass out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hold on tight. So, so, there are things you do when you're a nanny that you just do. So he was very good and this wasn't condescending. He was very, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> so we're sweating and the line is so long and I'm like, oh, why don't we go ride the ponies? <laughs> yes, let's go do that. And son-in-law, where are you? He says, okay, well, but me and Brett will stand here and line them for you. Ah, 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 no, my, out. So I wanted to time it so that, you know how, I've never been on a Ferris wheel because I can't, I couldn't. So, you know, you got to do this thing here. So I wanted us to be the one that we're on and, ooh, nobody else to get on. No, we were the second. Yay for us. Yay. All right, so we're going along and we get up one. Okay, this isn't bad. Get up two. And Brett's standing down there. No, I don't know sign language, but I know some letters. So I'm down there. I'm going, help, 
me. And he's smiling. <laughs> and trying not to be freaked out. So Ryland's sitting there, you know, and he's like, we get to the very top. Now, I don't know. I've never been on one, so I don't know what it feels like, but I think the person who got on below us should be joining us tomorrow night to our women's healthy thing because <laughs> we start shaking. <laughs> And Ryland, you know, he's this, look, we're higher in the building. Look, mommy, we're up higher than that. Good. And I'm try- I don't want him to be fearful. Like, I know it's an irrational fear. I get it. I get it. So I'm like, okay, so we get to the very top, and he says, you know what would be bad? Many things, friends. Many, many, many things. <laughs> you know what would be bad, money? What? If we would jump. Oh, holy cow. That would be bad. So, praise God, we have two more stops, and then we go around and we're around. And so I'm thinking, we've only got, you know, the two people. For some reason, this guy must have thought I enjoyed the ride. (laughs) Maybe because I was like, (laughs) I don't know. We didn't get the second people. We had to go around, like, all around. I don't get that. Uh, But anyhow, it worked. So I know height, and I know it's not going to separate me from God because I'm up there praying as hard as I can. You know, I can do all things. But it's probably more for, um, you know, you'll draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you (laughs) because we were really close at that moment in time. So anyhow, but even that, what if some, you know, something, I don't even want to bring them over. That was fun. You know, but there's nothing that can separate us from his love. You know, you can separate him from from you. So anyhow, that's how you make your light shine. I want to read you some um, scriptures here that are, are light. They are light scriptures. And I'm going to kind of expand on them because I really want you to see this. I really want you to get that God's got you. He's got you. There's nothing that you're ever going to go through. It may at times feel like, oh, let me read you about Paul and Silas. I like this. And when this was brought out in a different light, but God took me back to it. So Acts 16, um, and then we're going to go to verse, well, I'm going to paraphrase. We're going to end up at verse 25, but from 16 to 24. Here are Paul and Silas, and you can feel like this. You're out doing his work. You're out. The people are seeing your good works. There are people that are getting saved by him, right? So, or by them, and there's this little girl following him around, and this little gal just, she just has the spirit of divination, and so she keeps saying, there of God. And finally, Paul, he seems like he's pretty, very bold man in my world, but he casts that spirit out of her. So this should be a good thing, right? Well, it took away from the people who used her gift, and so they persecuted Paul and Silas, threw him in jail. So let's pick up in 25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Not just theirs. These people were in their presence. They got their chains loose too. The, keepers of the, the keeper of the prison, awakening from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called out with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm for we are all here. Now that's integrity itself. I probably, I always wonder what would I do. I probably would have, I'm out of here, you know. But they stayed because it was a really serious thing they were charged with. So anyhow, then he called for a light which is kind of funny, he called for a light into the darkness, ran in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. 
Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Now they had a choice. They could have been... When they got thrown in the prison, they could have been like, well, that's just great. You know, we're out here doing everything we can and look what happens. They could have sat crying and whining and nobody taking care of me. But I believe they believed, for I am persuaded, because it was Paul and he'd been through a lot. They were persuaded there was nothing. And in that persecution, they still praised him. And in that persecution, their light shone bright because the other prisoners were hearing them also. And in that persecution, God showed up. Not only did he free them, he brought a family to salvation through their light that was shining. And he clothed and fed Paul and Silas also. He took care of them. Now, at midnight, they didn't know that. They just started praising. They didn't know from that moment what was happening. But they were persuaded that nothing was going to separate them from God. If the next day they were done, they were done, they were going to heaven. And this is a part that has always freaked me out. Go with me to John 3, 16. I, didn't, I knew it freaked me out, because you can ask my husband, because any time he would talk about what might be coming, any pers- I'd be like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Um, I believe in heaven. My dad went to heaven December 1st. Brett's dad went to heaven August 10th. The heaven of when you're to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I'm good with that because I'm still here, right? I'm still here. Um, When we go on vacation, this is our kind of vacation. We take our car, we go to the beach. Love the beach, hate water, another irrational fear. I know, I have them, I'm dealing with them, all right? So we go to the beach, we pull in, shut that car off, we get out, take our luggage, we don't see that car the rest of the week. If we can't walk to it, we ain't going. So we have our money, money that we saved. We are tan, we're just feeling good, you know, we're all that. And I start wanting to make that my, my place, my safe place. And we get a newspaper every time. So look at the newspaper. I'm always looking for a house, you know, or something that we can stay there. I want to make this my permanent place, you know, because we've got our money. We don't, we're just, we're good. We don't have we, our area right there. We don't see there's a real world going on out there. We're just right there. You know, we're in our comfort zone. Then the end, and we take three pounds of Eilers chocolate. Come on. So what do you got? Your money and your chocolate. What more do you need? I can have a light shine. That My light will shine bright when I got that. But I want to make that my permanent place until the end of the week starts coming. And then I start thinking, you know, back there's my bed. Back there's my job. Back there. That's who I really am back there. This isn't me. I mean, I... You know, barely wear makeup, poor fella. You know, I'm all this and that, and I I don't leave my thing. But back there's who I am. That's where I live. My stuff is back there. My family is back there. Everybody's back there. So go with me to John 3.16. And this is where I realized here when 2020 hit that I don't read. I shared this the other night. I've never read the book of Revelations from beginning to end. Now, I've read all of Revelations, but it was always in my heart from a young child that if I read it, Jesus was coming back. Now, that's a good thing, but I couldn't get there because I'm here. My stuff is here. God has blessed me beyond measure here, and I can't comprehend that here. So I think that's sometimes why I put my light under a bushel because 
It's not that I don't want to go there. It's just it's comfortable here, and I know here, right? So my light isn't shining. So in John 3.16, he tells us, if I can find it, sure I can. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, hallelujah, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Hallelujah. I always read, but I never, and honestly, I know the everlasting life, but I let it out because I didn't understand, because I was not persuaded that nothing is going to separate me from his love. And so that part of me to people, I honestly don't know if I ever, I mean, I know we share everlasting life, but mine was more like when you die here and you go to heaven. Mine wasn't what happens when that moment in time comes, when if you don't go before, when he comes to take us back. And, and my light wasn't shining there. I wasn't grasping the reality that that's good, that that's good. And so when I was doing this study, go with me to Revelations 21. Mm, okay, here we go. Brett, I blamed COVID on Brett, and you could tell him I did because he read all of Revelation. <laughs> Kidding, of course. But I said, ah, that's sure fault. So... <laughs> That's funny. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first earth, heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. God made heaven just for me. There's no more sea because I don't like water. <laughs> so no beach then, though, probably. But anyhow. So um, now I want you to skip with me to 21:22. But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb, Lamb are its temple. This is awesome one. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated, and the Lamb is its light. Hallelujah. That so much excited me that we are always going to be in light. The darkness cannot overtake the light. No matter what you do, no matter what you experience, if it gets worse, whether you're pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib uh, for the coming of Jesus Christ, I don't care. You, your call, you do what you think. But I'm going to tell you, whether you think it or not, you just went through persecution. So if that's all that we get and Jesus comes back, that's awesome. But I think you also need to be ready. I always say, and I was just telling Caitlin, be on this side of it, that you're going to go through it, and then it's going to be good here. Get your light shining. Get your persuader persuading you. And when you start to fear, when something hits you and you start to doubt, no, go right in his word. For I am persuaded. Can I have my water? This is not a time to fear. This is not a time to shrink back. This is not a time to put your head in the sand because your light has to shine. We have a world who needs our shining light, excuse me, to shine bright because if we don't, oh, we don't want the darkness the darkness to feel like it's overtaking the light. It can't. Hallelujah. So I'm going to read you real quick some light scriptures. Start getting these in your heart. Start surrounding your family with prayers. I have prayers that God has shown me. Ask him. I want to, I don't know if when your kids, if you ever got this, when they were little, I always wanted to tell Danielle when she hit 12, okay, you sit here and I'm going to take over. I'm going to step by step take you every way. I want to do that for you today. I want to say, okay, Caitlin, here's the scriptures that you're going to speak over your family. And, you know, you speak this and you speak this and get us all there. But you have to do this. I cannot do it for you. Your parents can't do it for you. Nobody can do it for you. Today is your day to get your light a little bit brighter. Start shining that light. 
So I'm going to do one. Just, I'm just going to whip down. I don't know if you'll be able to keep up, but I want you to hear the word light in each of these. John 8, 12 says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never, never walk in darkness because they have the light of life. You have, if you've called on the name of the Lord Jesus, you have his light and you can be persuaded that nothing is gonna separate you from him. And if you don't, today's your day, hallelujah. 1 John 1, 5 through 9. This is a message we've heard from him and declare to you, God is light. God is light and you are the light of the world. God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. You're never gonna find any darkness. You're not gonna find any shadow of turning. He is always the same. If he says that he's gonna take care of you, if he says you can be free from anxiety, if he says you're healed, if he says um, anything in his word, as long as it's based on here, you got it. You're light. You are light. Hallelujah. If we claim we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and we do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. Psalms 18:28. You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. If you are in the darkest place, if you're in the darkest place, if you call on him, help me. Show me your word. Your lamp starts burning again, and your light starts getting brighter. Hallelujah. Psalms 119, 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light to my path. In these times, if you don't have a Holy Ghost spiritual language, you need to get that. Jude says that's how you're gonna build yourself up. You're gonna need to know where to walk, what path to take. And he's gonna show you, but he's gonna show you inside. And I believe the more time you spend in that, the easier it's gonna be for us to see, the easier our light is gonna shine. And we are gonna be persuaded that nothing is gonna separate us from the love of God. Um, now this one reminds me of my, my depth and my height, and I know that's not really what that was saying. It was saying there's no place you can go, not one thing. So this one is Psalms 139, seven through 12. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. If you are, you've committed a sin, don't let it hold you back. That might be darkness in you. You might try to hide from God. You might try to wander away, but people need your light. Get that thing, just repent, keep going. He sees it anyhow. Let his light, tell him, tell, I'm not gonna let it hold me back. People need to see my light. Keep going, don't let that thing, don't let that darkness, for you're gonna shine like the day. Psalms 27.1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? For I am persuaded that nothing is gonna separate me from God. Hallelujah, the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? There's nothing. Now, easier said than done, I know. But as we draw closer to him, as we draw nearer to him, as Sister Amy was persecuted, as Paul and Silas were persecuted, these people could have gotten into doubt. They could have gotten into anxiety. They could have gotten, and they didn't. They let their light shine. Hallelujah. Um, let me get another drink here. James 1.17, every good and perfect gift. 
Hallelujah. It's from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. First Peter 2.9, but you are a chosen people, <laughs> a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You are a light to the world. Let the world see your light. Hallelujah. This one, Luke 13, 34 and 35. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body is also full of light. When your eyes are unhealthy, your body is full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Watch what you're putting before your eyes. If you're putting, I hate to say pornography, if you're putting TV shows that have, you know, sexual things or demonic things or anything like that, your eyes are going to become unhealthy and your light's going to get dim. It's not a time to mess. It's a time to have the full light of God in our hearts, right? Now I like this one, Psalms 119, 130. The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Because I can be simple, his word gives me understanding. When something, did you ever do that? You read a scripture like a million times, one exaggeration. You read a scripture a couple of times and you just read it. Just like some of these are like popping and all of a sudden oh my gosh I get it and it's something new for you and it's, it's unfolding before you and it gives you it takes you a next step it takes you a little bit lighter hallelujah and then last one Matthew four sixteen. the people living in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death a light has dawned hallelujah this is victory for us this is something that is so awesome that you will be persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor created nothing 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 is ever going to take you away from the love of God um, here was another quote it's time for us to not stick our oh as I was telling you I was fearful about the everlasting life and this really brought it out to me that you know what there's nothing it's a good place it's a place of light and it's just an extension of here and even though I <laughs> I was sharing the other night too the scripture of you're not going to be married that one freaked me out more than anything you know especially as a young person because you want to do things married people do and that seems to be a lot of the younger people and now that I'm married I felt lonely I felt like heaven was going to be so lonely and I was going to be alone nah not happening it is just going to be an extension from here if he's creating a new heaven and a new earth oh my gosh be found in his light it's going to be so good. But no matter what we go through here, keep in your heart. When something comes, your family members, a separated family, um, 2020 separated so many things. If you're feeling lonely, be persuaded that nothing's going to separate you from him. Get that light, get that joy. See what you can do. Rise up out of that. Rise up out of that and go. Go into the world. Go find, there's somebody who needs your light. Go to the grocery store if you've got nothing else. Take an hour and walk around. Just see, maybe there's somebody you can smile at. Give them a day. You have the light. You are the light of the world. Now there are so many more light scriptures in here. Words that you can, that, um, you can see that can encourage you in Christ Jesus. You know, Acts 17, 28 tells us that in him we live. In him we move. And in him we have our very being. And to do that, you've got to get into the Word. You've got to find out um, what that Word is for you. Um, I was very, very privileged, and I'm not going to promote it, but to be on a review of a book. And it happened about the time when I was starting to feel COVID hit, and I was starting to feel like anger. I'm angry. I, I don't want this to happen now. You know, I'm comfortable here. I, I don't 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I don't, I don't want things to happen. I don't want things to come about. And God in his goodness, showing me always his love, put me, it's called The Last Day's Survival Guide by Rick Renner. And the one I want to share with you, and because I don't want you to be in fear, and so I'm going to read a couple of things to him that really, really encouraged me, and that's what I'm here to do today. I want to encourage you in our time from this point forward. From this point forward, let your light shine. Hallelujah, there's nothing. There is no moment in time that is not going to... Um, ever hurt you. It may hurt you physically, but spiritually you are going to heaven. So this guy's a really good scholar. He's really Greek and Hebrew. He can take one sentence and turn it into like, you know, 10 pages, which he did. <laughs> but I won't read that all to you. But the part I want to get you is, no matter where you believe we are in time, like again, whether you're pre, mid, or post, that's your business. But we all know there's something percolating out there. This was something that hit us more than ever. So he takes 2 Timothy 3.1. I'm just going to do this real quick. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. So he took it and he calls it um, the Renner version. You know? So he took this, he pulled words out. He has the last days is like a seafaring word. It means that when a ship is on a journey and it has multiple ports it hits along the way, when it's finally hit its last port, when there is no more journey for it to go, this is where he... Um, where it goes, where it lands. And he says the last days is that. So you emphatically and categorically need to know with unquestionable certainty that in the very end of days, when time has sailed to its last port and no more time remains for the journey, that last season will stand in the midst of uncontrollable, unpredictable, hurtful, treacherous, menacing times that will be emotionally difficult for people to bear. This is not a time for you to freak out. He has, again, he has called, chosen, and anointed us to live for Jesus in these times, so we must lay hold of God's promises and rise up in this hour to let your little light shine. Get it out from under that bushel. Rise up in it. He put in here a quote, it will be the body of Christ's best days as she is equipped by God to bring the light of Christ, your little light, to those who are in darkness and to deliver those who are bound. God is faithful who has promised it. He says, you know, it's time for us to get our family, start surrounding them with the word, the hedge of protection. Um, what does that mean? Like I said, I wish I could do it for all of you. Over my grandbabies and over Danielle and Mike, and I do this also for all of you, but I do, I do the scriptures, and I have them kind of in my head how I do them, but that... As Isaiah says, that they're going to be taught of the Lord. They're going to be taught by the Lord. Hallelujah. They're going to be far from oppression, and they shall not fear. Hallelujah. In Psalms 1, they're blessed. They do not listen to the sinner. They do not, they do not stand in that. Hallelujah. They're blessed. Their word is their delight. God's word is their delight. And in his word do they meditate day and night. I have a Proverbs when I speak over them that talks about they're going to listen, my grandbabies are going to listen to wise counsel, and they're going to be wise. They're going to know. I pray for the light, that their lights are enlightened, that they know Jesus, and they just, they know him. So I'm speaking these, not out of fear. I don't sit there, oh God, no, thank you. I thank you this is your word, and I thank you it doesn't return to you void, and I thank you, you've got to get bold. His strength is going to be what gets you through. Hallelujah. And you, you've just got to start finding these scriptures. You've got to start finding, getting in, diving in, digging in. Because your light has to shine. You have to have a shining light and be fully persuaded that neither death 
nor life, nor anything anybody can ever do to you ever is going to separate you for God so loved the world that he sent Jesus Christ because you can have everlasting life. And when you know you have everlasting life, it makes such a difference and you get a new kink in your neck. It is not arrogance. It is, I know, that I know, that I know, that there is nothing anybody can do. And who knows, in your last day, even before you go, just like Stephen, you know, Stephen was stoned, and he still gave God the glory, and people were still saved through that. Hallelujah. We need to stop looking that it's it's fearful because fear is trying to rise itself over our knowledge of God and that is not going to happen and we know that every knee is going to bow to our Lord Jesus Christ. It's hard to understand and hard to recognize what that is because we're comfortable here and we're trying to make this our ever place. This is a smidgen time. You know, God is not time. He is not time. And so when we enter into that last port, which I believe we're either sailing there or we're already parked there. I'm, I'm more for a park there. But whatever. And so... When we've hit that, when there is no more time, hallelujah, things are going to happen. Things, it's not scary. Don't, don't put your head in the sand. Get out there. Be that light. Show people your light. Show your neighbors your light. If you've got nothing else, just walk down the street and say hi to somebody. Do something to show them your light, for he is light. And he tells you, God is light. Hallelujah. Well, that's what I have for you today. I hope it will encourage you. I want you to be persuaded. I want you to be assured. I want you to rest assured. I want you to know that he's got your back. And there is nothing in this world that can ever come to you. There is no hype. <laughs> and uh, there's nothing that's ever going to separate you. And when persecution comes your way, like I say, we may not get any more than we've just had, but we were all persecuted. And so I hope in that persecution we can still rise up and our light can still shine and we can still love and we can start seeing people as on the inside, you know, they're living in darkness. They're not trying to be against you. So many are in fear. And Satan is, he's real. And he's trying to cause them to come against you and put out your light. That's what he wants to do. Yeah, but he's the forever loser, as Pastor Rob says. And I love that. I love that saying. So in our stand, simply trusting and never doubting, we can put this eye for I am persuaded. That needs to be when you start freaking out, you start getting scared, something hits you, it's okay to be knocked down for a second, right? For I am persuaded, Father, your word tells me. And let him help you. Show him. Take him. Take, let him take you where you need to be. If you enjoyed today's message, I would like to encourage you to like it and share it on all social media platforms or jump on the website, thesummitdover.com or the app and click the giving link and help us continue to share the message of the kingdom across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.